0: Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday, like Craftsman Tool Storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes, starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and lowes.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only.
1: Hello, you've reached episode 85 of season three of Mouse and Weens. We have a special guest today. We are interviewing Allison Arngrim, who played mean Nellie Olson on the TV show, Little House on the Prairie. It ran for years. We all grew up on it, one of our favorites, and we hear all the stories from her. She's got so many old Hollywood stories and behind the scenes of filming. We split this into part one and part two, because she has a show coming up Thursday, August 6th that we wanted to get this out in time for. So this will be the part one. If you scroll down to the information about this show, you will find a link to tickets. It will take you to stageit.com And there you can buy a ticket to see her online performance. This really helps artists out and we would appreciate it. I'm going to be there. Uh, It's a mere $10 to uh, help her out or whatever tip you can afford, I believe is how it works. And uh, she'll be doing it from her living room and telling behind the scenes stories, even more behind the scenes than what we're hearing here. So until then, we hope you enjoy this show. If you aren't a fan of commercials, also please go to patreon.com to get all of these episodes commercial free plus bonus features shout outs and outtakes all sorts of fun stuff speaking of which we would like to shout out our newest patrons alexander and jody thank you so much for your support you are awesome and we love you from the bottom of our hearts what part of the family do you guys want to be cousins uh we could take another sister another brother just let us know all right we'll talk to you soon and enjoy the show
2: and 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 There it is. There it is. You got yeah, it. Yeah, Yay. my thing. My thing was trying to talk to me through my other thing. What? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Well, let's launch into it. We have so many questions. We're just so honored that you're here. Thank you very, very much.
1: And, yes, absolutely. Um, and I'll Jo, inter- you take it. Yeah, no, I was just going to say we should do introductions too. So I'm Joelle. My nickname is Mouse. I'm the big sister. I'm down in San Diego. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Julianne, who is the
2: other half of the podcast, Weens, And I'm in L.A., so I'm close to you. And I'm close. How do you know Steve? Steve is a wonderful person. I've known him from the neighborhood and he lives right down the street. I've been to his place a couple of times. Yeah. Um, a few groceries and he's talked about you and we just got a conversation about you one time. And he's a lovely human being. I just adore him. We go to the same Saturday group um, that talks about Sermon on the Mount. if he's ever mentioned that. Oh,
3: yes, 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 yes. yes. He has. Well, yeah, he's, well, he's on the internet constantly between the chorus and all the things that he does. Mm-hmm. It's like huge. And, um, yeah, so I've been doing his laundry and, uh, you've probably heard. So, yeah, cause he, you know what? How is there no washer and dryer in that fancy place? Like, I don't, I, why? But there's no washer and dryer in the building and he was going to the laundromat, but you can't really do that now. So, um, yeah. Aww. Yeah. That's, you're so
2: such a beautiful, you know, bless you and yes. bless him. You're a beautiful person for doing that though. Too. Well, I've known
3: him since. 1986
2: wow Wow. amazing and that was when you were
3: sick better much better sick way sick way better sick then better
2: (sighs) oh my god i mean
3: he's almost died three times in the time i've known him and i came in late to the party he like already like died a
2: few times (laughs) he talks about that he really really is an in the moment kind of guy now which is cool oh yeah it's amazing (laughs) amazing yeah Yeah. good for you yeah, okay. we're going to do a podcast with him as well. He's so fascinating. Oh, but... my God. Yeah. In, like the best interview ever. Yes. Aww.
1: that's Joe, so take be- it
2: because I know you wanted to. Joelle is such a fan of yours. And
1: Thanks for being so here. So am I. But, you
0: know.
1: <laughs> yes. So if you guys don't already know, I'm sure we're going to do a little preamble. But we have with us today, Alison Arngrim. She played Nellie Olsen, America's original bad girl, original mean girl and she's here with us today, look, yay. Oh, Thank you so
3: much, thank you for having me. Yay. Yes,
1: and we are on YouTube too, so if you're hearing this as a podcast, be sure to click over to YouTube and you can watch us and our yeah. three lovely faces as we swirl around here. But Allison, we, oh, we did such a deep dive on everything that you've been up to, but we <laughs> wanna hear it from you. It's, it's there's so much. Holy moly. You are busy and you've been busy since the very beginning. Tell us about like kind of your back. Well, let me give you a little intro here. First of all, we found out that you are a New York Times bestselling author. You have a book out called Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, How I Survived Nellie Olson and Learned to Love Being Hated. Did I get it right? Was that Yes, you did. You did. (laughs) And we can get it on all the places we get our books. But where is your favorite vendor to find that book? Where do you like sending? Oh, wow,
3: people? wow! Because I mean, of course, now everybody, you know, people are getting things on Amazon or the the Barnes and Noble site, and then there's the audio book, and of course Kindle, 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 it's a um, But there is a bookstore now. I'm not gonna remember the name. It's a huge bookstore in Portland.
2: Okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Everybody knows that bookstore. and not it's the I did a book signing there and apparently I'm very popular in Portland.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So your book was great. I listened to it. I did an audible version of it, which is great. Um, I think it's also on, you can go to um, walnutgrove.org and ask for a signed copy. So tell us about Walnut Grove. What is Walnut Grove? Walnut
3: Grove and um, uh, also Mansfield, Missouri and Desmet, South Dakota. And and, then all of these historical sites where Laura really lived have, museums and they have events and they would well every year they would have these gigantic festivals where they would have a pageant and of course this year they're like ah but they're all doing it online in fact next week there's a whole walnut grove online version of the pageant where they're interviewing celebrities and historians and my turn is actually the 24th i will be on the online walnut grove evening thing nice Um, so we're, yeah, we're just keeping it all going. But they all sell my book. Um, but if you also go to, um, you know, Square, you know, it's a lovely thing you put on your phone so you do credit cards, autograph just. I have an online Square store. It says uh, Loose Gravel Productions or Not Your Mother's Mercantile. And you can tell it's me. It's the picture of Nellie Um But Square store, and I've got the book. I have um, bonnets. I have, I have oh, tin cups. Look how cute. We, we have bonnets. We have tin cups. We have the is- We have everything. Photos, just like stuff, stuff for days. This one's from Minnesota. Lovely, lovely things. And if you order it there, absolutely, I will autograph it and um, ship it out. To you I have a stack, actually, uh, right over there of, like, I was want well, like, a third. it in. Oh, my gosh. Yes. a stack of bonnets and cups and books to be autographed and mailed later today.
1: That's so great. I love that you do that. And I love that you embrace this all. But let's go back to your history. So, yes. in listening to your book, which I totally recommend, if you can gather, it's so um, good. you start in the, in the olden days of Hollywood, of you and your childhood and Hollywood. But tell us a little bit about what was it like growing up in Hollywood and what the '60s, what? '70s in Liberace, in Liberace, in Liberace. I Marmont.
3: Have- <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. It's okay when. You know, I think of, you know, to me, having grown 60s and 70s were like modern times, but now I I feel like I'm, you know, Mary Pickford talking about, you know, in 1910. Um, so it's <laughs> like a long time ago. But yeah, my family came up from New York in into in absolutely the heart of swinging 60s California. We lived at the Chateau Marmont. That's what you do Amazing. when you come out from New York and you're an actors. you go to the Chateau Marmont. And we're at the Chateau Marmont at the height of like total insanity when they had the demonstrations on the Sunset Strip because they were rioting over Pandora's Box being closed and everything, and there was a they flipped over a bus that was that was downstairs, oh and I had a story how I was like five and I, I I was like heard my parents talk I said what's a riot and they were trying to explain rioting and I thought it was like a sporting event I had no idea what the heck they were talking about and I wasn't allowed on the balcony that day because my parents and the neighbors were all on the balcony drinking wine. And laughing and like watching the police and the thing and the people in the streets and they were like going yay the peasants are revolting and screaming let them eat cake <laughs> the, it's nice French to be the, nice to
2: be the queen yeah. so they were
3: <laughs> like oh this is really weird we're in a French castle and people are revolting and having an uprising in the street in front of us this is kind of nuts um, so it was like that crazy and um, we knew everybody um, and. Then my father became a manager and started working for, we worked for a company, Seymour Heller and Associates. And they had Debbie Reynolds and they had Liberace. They they had everybody. And this was at the height of that stuff, the late sixties, early seventies. It was like height of Liberace madness when he was doing Vegas. And, but you know, we had the rhinestone, red, white, and blue shorts and the the baton. And he like, he had the jacket that lit up and he like
2: flew over the stage. Insane. I, I mean, but as a kid, you just loved him so much. So all different age ranges got him. Yeah. Yes, everyone loved him, and that's yeah. it worked. It was
3: the nuttiest act, and it worked. And that's what yeah, you know, Liberace is the man who gave gave us the famous phrase. I cr- I cried all the way to the bank, <laughs> and he said that. Because some you were saying, this show is ridiculous. I mean, yes, he can play the piano, but he's just like, it's, it's absurd. And he's pandering to the lowest common denominator with the choices of songs. And what is he wearing? And really, seriously, this guy's whole personality. They went, this is, this is trash. It's terrible. But every show was sold out. He's at one point, he was the highest paid entertainer in the world. He's, he's the gay Elvis. And he, was, <laughs> and he said, I read the review and I cried all the way to the bank. Because... Ah, 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 ah. um,
2: Smart yeah. man,
3: and he was very nice to work with. My dad, because he worked for Seymour. Did you see that behind the yes. candelabra? Could get so okay. good. Dan Aykroyd played Seymour Heller. That was my dad's that's... boss. Oh my god! When Dan Aykroyd and the glasses and the suit, like dead on. When Dan Aykroyd, there was a little subtle thing, and the thing was Debbie Reynolds was. But that's what she did. So they had Debbie Reynolds in it playing Liberace's mother. But Debbie Reynolds was a client of Seymour. She knew Liberace and his mother.
0: Oh, that's
1: funny. It's crazy. It would,
3: it would be like playing your friend from school's mom who you saw every day. So, like, right. she knew. It. So, so, she's so she obviously told him because Dana Aykroyd walks in and sits down. When he sat down, he went, Hurmp! I screamed. I was like, because it was Seymour. That's what I was like, oh, no, he made the Haram Get He did the Haram. Um, <laughs> that's what my dad. So I worked with, was at, with Seymour every day. So he said, go rent a house in the Hollywood Hills so you can be next to Liberace if he needs anything. And you'll cover the LA shows and I'll cover the Vegas. So I'm eight years old. and <laughs> Let's go. We're going to see Liberace. Get dressed. Um, oh, my God. And I like eight. And it was so fun. And that was the thing. And seriously, I said, the book, he really did. They're like, shit. really? Like, don't say anything to so. you. No one must know that Liberace is gay. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I, 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 can you believe it? <laughs> they did. They did not, that's why I said, I'm eight. I know he's gay. Um, yeah. But they, they know, the fans, they loved him. They loved, These women, they were in love with him. But they knew. They knew on some kooky level. Because they were They were like, oh, he's so gay. He's that way, you know. They oh. knew. It's like yeah. if you said, is Liberace going to come off that stage and marry you? They would have gone, yeah. oh, come on. Yeah. They did know. <laughs> But if you said, is, is he, him they would have said, oh, how dare you say such a thing? And yeah. like offended him to the death. So it was this very bizarre world and they loved him and that was it. And so, and everybody, they just it. they could not get enough Liberace and yeah. having seen him live and having met him and seen him,
2: yeah, it was brilliant. It was genius. It was just genius. He He's a showman. There's some people that are just naturally born show people. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and right. you're one of them because you started at what, seriously, at what age? You were five? Yeah, my Screen Actors Guild card says member since 1967.
3: Oh, my God. My <laughs> Union card
2: that. by five, yeah. And did your parents totally support it? I mean, they were both in the business. Were they happy or did they go, oh, we've seen too much? And. They were like
3: because they were like really okay well here we go okay um and they did and then of course it was like yes everybody gets a job yay and i as i said i thought everybody was on tv when i was a little girl i didn't know
2: everybody I knew was on tv is like, yeah. everyone on television so you're hanging oh out with liberaci yes at that point yeah I know. <laughs> chateau that's marmont awesome. so you were comfortable on screen
3: yeah yeah i was i was already a, a working fool and that's actually the funny thing is because people talk about having a comeback but actually Little House was the comeback. I had You would have that
1: much before. Oh my this gosh.
3: Whole career. And then I did a movie when I was 10. That was the thing in the book with Richard Egan and Dina Merrill. And I got a pet possum in my hotel room and a, this whole bizarre thing that happened. And then I come back and I'm auditioning for stuff. And my folks are like, well, just did a movie. Should you know get some good But I wasn't I wasn't getting anything. And mm-hmm. I was all of eleven. It's getting old. And Yeah. You're over uh, it. eleven. <laughs> the Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my father said, you know, you're not really, you're not really booking. Yeah, you had the picture. You're not really booking, and it, it, it might be over. Now you might be one of those people who doesn't work again till they're they're eighteen, till they're an adult, or you might never work again, or you could get something, or that. But you know, you have to brace yourself that that may have been the whole run, and you were just one of those child actors, and you don't work as a teenager, or you work later, or that might be it. And so I was washed up at eleven. And then I got Little House of the Prairie at 12. <laughs> like, yes, that was the comeback role. I already had a career and it was over. And then I got Little House. So I'm on my 57th comeback. So I'm This good. is, am-
2: I know. This is, you're like our friend Steve. <laughs> I'm right, back. We just keep, keep coming back. I'm like, I'm back. It's like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Better than ever. So what was that, like the interview? Uh, there's such a cool story behind that when you went and auditioned for Little House.
3: Well, I, you know, I, did, I've been going to like millions of auditions when you're a kid actor, and this is something I always explain to people who are like really young, want to go in the business. The parents want to put their kids in. You know, it's like you might audition a hundred times and then get something. Literally that many times, you could just go to millions of auditions and then you might wind up actually getting something, become a huge star. But people go to a lot of auditions. Um, so I went to an audition and it was like a go see. I got all dressed up. And it was uh, dead friendly. They were talking about making the show from the books. He said, we're making a show from these books. I hadn't read the Little House books. So I thought, like, well, sure, I did not get that. And But then I came back and I read again for this, and I was like, it's like, this is like part of Laura, because they saw everybody for Laura. And then I came back and read again, which was like, Mary. And I'm re- coming back and reading, like again, and I got like, this, this show, are they making this thing? And then it stopped, I didn't get anything. And then they made the pilot. And I saw there was the pilot with Michael Land and the girls, so I was like, great. Then I get a call to Cymru for Little House on the Prairie. And I'm like, we did this. The pilot's already here. Oh, no, no. The thing's been sold. Now this whole cast of characters apparently in a town. Who knew? I haven't read the books. Clueless. We go there. And it's my father and I. And I get the sides, the pages. And I start reading them. And that's when I turn to my father and I said, this is not a normal part. This this girl, this girl's a total bitch. (laughs) and I said no this is terrible and I start reading it and it's all the like I don't think the country girls have a penny what do you think Willie and of course it's also the famous my home is the best home at all of Walnut Grove we realize on all the windows I'm like, who talks like this oh my god this woman who is she Ooh, then, you just cheated me out <laughs> and, she's ter- and she's like 12 and and that's the thing too because like you don't normally and I talked about in the book most child actor parts Yes, mother. Yes, father. And yeah. here's this girl going, <laughs> whatever. And She like hates everybody. Like, what is happening? So I said, this is not normal. And I read it for my father. He starts laughing. And he says, you read it like that. And I said, what? And he goes, no, don't don't read it again. Don't rehearse it. He said, put the pages down. Don't even look at them. Wow. Put, put the pages down. Do not even look at them again. You go in and you read it exactly like that. Just cult. Just read it like that. Don't change it. Don't do it. Don't even breathe. I was like, awesome. Go in, there's Michael Landon and Kent McRae and then in front of the producer, and they're all jammed on this couch and I'm sitting in front of them and I'm like, I'm really tiny for my this thing. And I'm in like jeans and a t-shirt, but I sit there and, I'm, and I read this thing and they start howling with like They're like dying. And I'm reading the, my home is the best home in all of Walnut Grove. And the thing that got them was, we have three sets of dishes One for every day, one for Sunday, and one for when someone very important comes to visit, which we have never even used yet. (laughs) So, you get the joke that this idiot is bragging about her damn dishes, but nobody's coming to visit. You live in Walnut Grove, Minnesota. You don't know anyone important. The queen is not coming. So... I thought, oh, that's hysterical that she says this. So I, I played it. That I knew what was happening and the scene. Maybe 12 year old didn't all know that. So they're screaming bloody murder, and they said, could you do it again, please? And I said, yes, what would you like me to change? And they literally, tears rolling down the face. Michael goes,
2: nothing to see the thing about the house again.
1: <laughs> they loved it the comedy well i could you could just see you coming out too so they loved it that's awesome
3: and i did again they screamed again and literally we drove home and it was like i don't know half an hour from paramount at that point point. and my agent was already on the phone saying you have the job and the wardrobe fitting is which is done they just I, I had to the speed with which they had to have called my agent made a deal and then my agent called us <laughs> like i mean i had to like the door is closing they were like dialing my agent Did you
2: know that you nailed it too? Did you have that feeling? Yeah, you had no idea. I wasn't accustomed to seeing three grown
3: men who were total strangers laugh so hard that tears ran down their face. Upon me, I was like, "Okay, I think I've hit some kind of a nerve. Apparently, I don't know what that was, but yikes!" Yeah.
1: We're sponsored by the Homeschool Buyers Co-op. Keeping my kids busy and on track with school has been overwhelming. There are a million choices online. That's why I'm so excited to find the Homeschool Buyers Co-op. They've done the work for me, researching and listing the best curriculum organized by grade level. And because of their large buying power, I get up to 90% off retail prices. They even have classifieds for used materials. So visit homeschoolbuyerscoop.org and use referral code weans to sign up for free and get 5,000 smart points towards your purchase. That's homeschoolbuyersco-op.org, referral code Weens. Have fun. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go.
3: Hi. Um, guess we should talk about something. <laughs> How's the, um, vermicelli game in your town? Got any good Vietnamese restaurants? Vermicelli? Oh, it's a noodle?
2: Very good drivers who switch to progressive can save big
1: okay you win we can't help but save customers money progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates
0: lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday like craftsman tool storage made in the usa and available in a selection of sizes starting at 198 and right now get a special price on a lenovo smart clock with google assistant for just 24.99 Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app dot com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only. That's so
1: fun. So did you love playing the villain? I mean, once you got on the set and you're shooting Little House, were you enjoying being that role? And yeah, where did you pull yeah. from? Did you have any well, idols or how oh, did you...
3: Well, I, you know, I loved villains. I had watched horror movies growing up and absolutely, um, you know, the bad seed back then you, you, you couldn't TiVo stuff or say, Oh, it's on Netflix. You had to get the TV guide and go, it's going to be on 2 AM on Saturday. <laughs> slumber party. And uh, my friend, Chrissy Norton, who was also blonde and blue eyed and cute and looked like me. And then she would come over because Patsy's on this weekend. She would come over, we'd have a slumber party, make popcorn, but we would dress up in party dresses and tap shoes mm-hmm. and braid our hair. It was like, Rocky Horror Picture Show for nine-year-old girls, um,
1: and then
3: we would sit there get really into watching The Bad Seed and go, would well, you give me for a bunch of kisses, a basket of kids, a bunch of lags Excelsior, go sleep on your old Excelsior." And um, yeah, so, so creepy. So we're, much too into this movie, and so I absolutely I had the the bad scene. It was like memorized. So I did have things like that. I always liked. I liked villains. I loved, you know, Halloween. So it was like, oh, I'm scary. I'm the villain. Yay! And people do dress up as me for Halloween, which is like the greatest thing uh, for me that in my life that I know that people dress up as me for Halloween. That is so still. Fun. I mean,
2: this this is forty years later.
3: More yeah. 45, 45, 45. 46. Okay, it is forty. That's insane we had the 45th anniversary last year and did a bunch of parties and events it is bloody 46. Years. and still I'm a, I'm, I'm a hundred years old um i can't even believe it i'm nine million years old uh it's 46 You're years pretty
2: good looking yeah
3: i think if i get like, uh, i had myself yes. inseminated in the 80s um <laughs> I I'm on Facebook every day reading the books, because in March, when my entire life and career was cancelled, it's like, no, you're not doing that. I know I have how many, look at all these gigs I have. Poof, 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 poof. Yeah. Oh crap. Um, because it was like, oh, they all involve direct contact with large groups of people. No, yes. oh, no, we can't do that. Um So I said, well, I'm going to do, and uh, like, yeah, my husband has like a real job and it got declared essential. So he's like, well, we're not starving. I am going to work, so yeah, we're okay. I said, yeah, but I've been working since I was 12. You know, come on. Um, So I started just for something to do. I'm gonna go read the Little House on the Prairie books, but in order, I never read them like in order, watching how Laura developed. I'm gonna go read the Little House books in order for kids. And then I thought, well, everyone else is bored silly. Why don't I read them on Facebook Live? Yes. Oh my God. So every day we get but one thirty, unless I have to do something. Then I say guys, I'm gonna be late. And I put on a bonnet. I have oh. dare- Many she's, colors. She's, uh, she's putting on
1: her cute white bonnet right now for those of you and, who can't see. And it's I so have, um,
3: I've been doing now this, um, the book we're doing right now is on my Kindle. I did have the whole set, but we're now, uh, currently we've been doing the first four years, which is the last book. And then we did, we got through Happy Golden Years and we've let, um, let's see, Charlotte Stewart played Miss Beatles, She read one day, Baby Grace read one day. And of course, Manzo, um, and Dean <gasps> Butler. He read all of like Farmer Boy. We let him have Farmer Boy. And then he went, I want to read The Long Winter. Because The Long Winter, Um, Almanzo saves everyone by going to get the weed. So I said, God. So he read a whole chunk of that. And then, of course, we got into Happy Golden Years where Lauren Almanzo get married. And I went like, yeah, you're doing the ending. You're doing like this chapter, this chapter. And he's like, I'm in. So he came on. And have you seen Dean Butler? And he's very good looking still very handsome, and he has this very soft voice. And he got right up on that mic, and when it's like Lauren Almanzo in the buggy, and he's practically whispering I was wondering if you an engagement ring. Well, people were just going, ah, like all over America uh, watching their Facebook. So yeah, people went wild. So I was like, oh okay, good, you're on tomorrow. Um, So he read some, and now I'm reading the first four years, which a lot of people don't like the first four years. It was a found manuscript that she wasn't gonna publish. It has weird flashbacks to other chapters. It's odd. But I've been reading it going, hey, this is way more interesting than I thought it would be. So um, we're making it work. A lot of people said, oh, I heard this book was boring, but now it isn't because like it's Allison in a bonnet reading it. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> it's the best too. And then Dean fun. Butler does like music too. Didn't he have some of his yes, music playing? Which is great. He
3: produced a whole thing, a whole special uh,
1: pause fiddle where he got all these country performers. And so he's
3: got, he's very smart. He's like going, oh, and I have I have these DVDs that you can. Um, so yeah, so he's playing his music so very very smart um yes. so yeah i've been selling you know bonnets and photos and books online at the store i've been doing the thing the cameo thing the coach the world thing uh stage it stage which has people do their shows um i go over to that part of the living room where i have a fake brick wall uh it's actually made of fabric but you can't it looks like a brick wall um and i do my show i stand up but i have to do a half hour version because format, but it's great. So I'm doing that August 6th. So I'm working like that. I'm like in front of the camera going, hi, what am I doing? Now? Just like all day.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> I know we were lucky to book you because I looked at your Facebook page. I'm like, oh, there's no way she's going to be able to do this. And then going on, you have bonnetheads.com as your website. There are about 3 million links of all your projects that you've done yeah. past, present, future. I mean, it's amazing. I know um, we do newsletter we have the Nelly we'll put you on it the Nelly
3: newsletter the Nelly newsletter comes out once a month my friends call me and go I just read your newsletter with your schedule and I had to go lie down oh
1: <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's wild I know you have turned this quarantine into like your best hustle ever so Liberace so would be crazy. proud I was so busy, very busy before I had, I had just come back from
3: France. I had just done an autograph show, like the last autograph show on earth in Arkansas. And I had all this stuff lined up for March, April, May, that summer though, you know, the little house sites. I had a tour in France for September, October, plus a, a gig in uh, Dublin, Ireland. I mean, I was booked for the year and it was like, you yeah, know, and I, it was quite disconcerting. Uh, and I wasn't, and so I started to read, and now I am, I am doing stuff every day i'm just a working and fool and i have these the, the cooking videos haven't even started yet because the cooking.
1: i was going to oh ask you about that so how how pioneer are you going now that you're stuck at home are you getting into the books is it causing you to want to cook more are you are you embracing this whole thing well it was already a, a cook and fool i'm a very good cook and
3: that's where at one point we were sitting around bob and i waiting dinner and you know we can get to we can get takeout here and there we want to support some of our local restaurants but we were hearing about all the people who can't go out and like have, they have food, but like, I don't know what, to, they can't cook. They're like stuck. And I said, aren't you glad you're stuck in the house with someone who can cook? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this For is you. great. I like, all this stuff. Um, the tomatoes. I just picked some. I am growing tomatoes. I'm not doing, Melissa Gilbert has chickens. wherever um, you Seriously, Melissa Gilbert and her husband, Timothy Busfield, ran up to their little cabin in Catskills, Very cute. And then they kind of said, Maybe we should just stay here a while because they were in Manhattan. They're like, let's not go back. So she started planning a little garden. No, she has crops. She has crops. And then she got chickens. She has baby chickens. So she has a hen house. She's like, and I started teasing her. Are you getting a cow? Seriously? <laughs> um, and she said, no, no, no. I said, well, get a goat. They're easier. No, yeah, no, no, no. Just growing something chickens. I said, you're not going back. She goes, well, I don't really know when I'm going back. And then what happened? You saw the stuff with the footage of the people on Fire Island with no social distancing and masks. Oh my God! I texted her. I said, "I just saw what's happening in Fire Island. Buy the cow, don't go yeah. home. Don't <laughs> go. Yeah. Stay, there. Stay there. Yes." <laughs> okay. And so you know, now she's doing interviews from the farm. She's doing like video and podcasting out from the farm with the chickens. That's smart, smart. So first, I'm not. I told Bob. I said, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not really the farm type. I'm not going to do chickens and crops. We'll have the tomatoes. I'm more." you know, kind of urban survivalist.
2: Yeah, Uh, If
3: If things go bad, I'm the girl, like, with the backpack who can smash open the vending machine. Smart. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) if it's zombie apocalypse, I'm like that person. So we'll eat.
1: Yeah. Yeah i'm coming to you yeah we need we need one in every group this is good i know i love all this i i was watching some stuff and yeah she's got her chickens and farm and mm-hmm. you're doing the. so do you think people are getting back into this i've heard there's like a resurgence of little house in this time oh, does it seem crazy? like well
3: somebody figured out we had an episode called quarantine and we had an episode called plague we yes. had anthrax. We had anthrax on the prairie. I think it was typhus and anthrax were our two big diseases. Um, but we had, and people were like, there's an episode, because they're rerunning it, and everyone's home. And they were already, I mean, it's literally never been off the air. It's just been syndication in 140 countries. It's craziness. But now, all these people are going, there's an episode called Plague. There's an episode. What is happening? And they got really into it. And then, some very young people on Twitter finally saw the Wisdom of Solomon episode for the very first time. That's okay. the episode odd bridges who's the children of freed slaves who as he says to paul ingalls so would you rather live um to be 100 as a black man or live to be 50 and be white and paul can't answer him and says, right. he's got a point. And it is a heavy, heavy episode about racism and the horrible circumstances that Don Bridges' character is called The Wisdom of Solomon. And this was in the 1970s, this was on. And it's so surprising. So all these people who've never seen it before going, I am watching this, this is like this Black Lives Matter episode of Little House of the Bird. What is what is going on? And a whole new group of people have discovered us that our show is actually very forward and really talking about all sorts of serious things people didn't realize
2: right was that a big was that michael landon who was really that was important to him was
3: yeah and and i mean we're in the 70s so remember this was the time of um all in the family and the jeffersons and all of these new shows exploring all this so little house were like well you know we're no slackers and um yeah and it was like because it's set in the 1800s and it's about, you know, Laura and her pa, we can talk about issues on this show that if it was set in modern day, it would be, oh, controversy or I'm not going to watch that. But, oh, yeah. wait, it's Little House in the Rain And maybe they're not yeah. talking about me because it's in the 1800s and they're talking about slaves. And like our drug addiction right. one where the man comes back from the Civil War and he was injured and he's addicted to morphine and, had, and he has shell shock. And it's like, oh, cause wait, it's the early 70s and people coming back from Vietnam addicted to heroin. Oh, hey, maybe that's what we're right, So right. smart, that is so
1: smart. Yeah.
0: Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday, like Craftsman tool storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes starting at 198. And right now get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99 shop gifts in store or from home on our app and lowes.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service valid november 22nd through december 31st u.s only
1: and anti-semitism were there any episodes about um uh any lgbtq things i don't yes, know because that you're big been.
2: you're huge in that community
1: Oh yes, yeah. and you well, know, we certainly have a
3: lot of uh, gay, and lesbian people on the show. But people weren't as out in the '70s, you know. Everyone was kind of mad. Um, but obviously, Steve Tracy, who played Percival, my husband on the show, was gay, and he wound up dying of AIDS in 1986. How I met Steve Peters, because I went to volunteer at the AIDS Project, and they see there you all are. Um, but he was—he went very public with his diagnosis, and it was right after the show, and everyone at cast really stood by him. So that was a thing. Um, I don't on the show. I always say, you know, when Lauren Almanzo have that boarding house in like the last two seasons, and that Mister Montague guy moves in, they oh. don't say anything. But he's got a whole like Doctor Bombay from Bewitched thing kind of going on. Mm. And um, I say, th- I was think that Paul Lind, Montague- by the way. Yeah, right. Okay. I think I think he, uh, totally. I think Mister Montague is kind of the not said as such but kind of like the gay character <laughs>
1: okay like, this is good so it's oh, good to know
3: but obviously i mean we talk about these things like you know michael landon's son christopher landon is out and is a filmmaker chris landon is a director he does horror film. films
2: right he does he, indeed
3: yeah. and he and his husband are, have an instagram account and stuff like that and so he's talked about that you know he and michael his dad didn't get to talk about it because he was very young but Cindy, uh, Michael's widow, Miss had told him that, you know, she and Michael had talked as he was growing up and said, well, you know, I think, I think Chris might be gay. Well, what do we do? And Michael was like, well, are we not supposed to say anything so we don't upset him? We're supposed to not say anything, right? Unless he tells us, and like, how do we do this? And, but how do we let him know it's okay? And so, yeah, so Michael, Michael was, yeah, Michael was cool.
1: He was so, savvy to it all, yeah.
3: He always knew. And so, yeah, and he knew, he knew who on the crew and who in the cast was gay. Yeah. Was, so, was, yeah. And so, no, we were a We were hit we place to work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, now, I think if Little House was made now, absolutely, there would be some episode where, yeah. I don't know, two spinster sisters move into the house and people. Right,
2: pop, yeah, something. right.
3: There, uh, you betcha, there'd be something. Because, by yeah. God, we, we, it was only because we only went nine years, or I'm sure we'd have worked it in. Right. I know. I know.
2: It ended it in nineteen.
1: So yeah, so now when you go back and look at do you watch your old episodes? Do you watch yourself? I do like I,
3: I like Little House in the Prairie and I yeah. think that Olson and Mrs. Olsen are hysterical. Um yes. I would probably if I was never on the show, I would probably tune in occasionally and go, I gotta go see this Nellie Olson thing. Um yeah. I would be into that. Um, but yes, yes, I do. I have I have episodes I really like. Um, I don't like, a, oh, it's on at three. But like, if I'm flipping channels and I go, oh, yeah, there's this. And Bob will go, have we seen this one? Because he hasn't seen Okay, I swear he'd not <laughs> seen any of them when we married. We'd been married like a couple of months and there was some little house event. Where, and he, I was like, you've seen like two episodes, haven't you? So we had to watch some episodes to get caught. Now he's seen like he's watched marathons and he has favorite episodes and stuff. You oh, know my, what's oh. great
2: is that he loves you for who you are. And that's yeah.
3: awesome. <laughs> I, and book. I talked about that in the book that for a long time I really couldn't date anyone who like actually seen Little House in the Prairie because
2: the burden of Nellie Olsen was a it's sad. gone. It's a you big one. know weird? Can I ask you because I heard a story about you in public that people would actually throw you, throw things at you, and push you, like they couldn't divide uh, you from the character. Yeah. The, the list. Let's see. There was the Easter fair
3: at. Um, it's now Harvard Westlake School, but I think it was the Westlake, the girls' school. Big fundraiser, Easter fair, charity thing, and. Catherine McGregor and I went and made the horrible mistake of going in costume. My father said it's a bad idea, but that somebody at the school knew someone at NBC. So we all went in costume.
2: And oh it's no, it's no, Nellie and her mom.
3: They yeah, they would not get our autograph. People hated it. They were terrible. Catherine made a little girl cry, she was in Mrs. Olsen's costume. And these people brought their kid over and she's like, Hello and the child starts screaming and crying. She really upset <laughs> oh, that. My I God. Like that. And so she's frightening children and no one will talk to us. So I went and got a hot dog and a Slurpee. And then these two little girls came running up from behind me and kicked me in the butt and knocked me onto the cement.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. My
3: father got me another hot dog and Slurpee and said, we're going home. And oh I told you we should to go in costume. Um, and then um, I was in the Hollywood Christmas, the Santa Claus Lane Christmas Parade in Hollywood. And it was the height of the show. It's was like 16. And someone threw a McDonald's cup of orange soda at my face. Moving target. They got me too. That was a very impressive.
1: Whoa. Uh, oh my God. Uh, did you watch that's that awful. movie, the,
3: the Weatherman? Was it Nick Cage, The Weatherman? Oh yeah. And he gets hit
2: with <laughs> Like that, like that, like totally like that. So people, that's so yeah. fascinating that people can't separate that. Yeah. It's always. Now, now people... did that bother you? No, I, I
3: mean, both times I was like, I was sort of in shock, but I was like, I must be doing something right. And well, like I talk about the, the, the shake, the drink in the face. Cause I said, well, okay, good. It's not a beer bottle cause yeah. I'd be dead. Um, but then someone was watching the parade and had their drink on seeing me instantly is so angry that they just That's don't some good acting. So what is that? Yeah. Right. What kind of performance is this yeah. that I have done? And I still have people who weirded out. And it's been it's been hard on my husband Bob and, and it's been hard on anyone who's been my friend or boyfriend or anything because they meet people and they go to, oh. Wait, you know her? I mean, is-
2: everyone <laughs> had a Nellie Olson in their
3: life. See, everyone knew it. Everyone knew it. And that was the thing is, I, yeah, you bet. Oh, there was a girl in elementary school. A couple of like two girls in elementary school. And then, oh, and this one girl. I mean, she wound up following us all through junior high into high school. And, and, and she just drove everyone crazy. But they would
2: girls, call them Nellie. And, yeah. And
3: I, would, I worked at it. I was like, well, you know, that was kind of like the time. And I did. And I remember this one girl who was particularly annoying. And we're sitting around, and by then it was high school. She'd been annoying us since really like the fifth grade. And um, I said, if it's any consolation to anyone, I did base parts of Nellie on her. And they are like, thank you. We feel avenged in some way now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I absolutely, there were no I was more the person who got beat up in school than the Nellie. I was likely to get my head stuck in a toilet or something. So wow. um, I totally, uh, I knew what that was like and, and based it on. So yeah. could you put
2: on the character and then turn it off very easily when you went back home too?
3: Oh yeah. Well, even on the set, it was so weird. Cause as you see, I'm generally kind of good natured. like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's sort of weird that I would turn into this person who's like, yeah, I, think your father has any money and he smells like a horse just like what um (laughs) katie kurtzman was katie kurtzman played little anna the stuttering girl on little house in the prairie and she later was on hotel and like a whole bunch of these shows she's a big star katie and i were talking about this because she played anna the stuttering girl and that's like the episode where like even i hate me because oh my god (laughs) <laughs> horrible to that poor child sure. and we're doing the scene she's like crying and going i think say peter piper picked pick a peck pickle of pickled peppers She's going peter piper but i can't hear you i like really sick and when we're shooting this and she's sobbing and i'm so horrible and then they would say cut and i would go great so like after work do you want to go get like slurpees at the 7-eleven and get go back to what we were talking about and then it's like oh actually again, okay Anna can't talk, and I just, you know, and we were talking about this recently, and Katie said, you know, I was very trained little child actress, and I would really get worked up into the thing of the stuttering and the crying, and she said, you, that was, I don't know what that was, what was that, demonic possession? They threw a switch, and you like turned into this person, and then they'd like say cut, and you go. So anyway, la, 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 like, she said it was
2: freaky. I'm like, I I don't know. I don't know. That's, I, that's I, a gift. And that it didn't trickle into your life. I mean, that's good acting, I must say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now I'm sure everybody asked you these questions. Do you want a few questions from our listeners? Because they did oh, write sure. in. Absolutely. Yeah? Yes, of Could course. We do? Oh, good, yes, good. We okay. So we kind of covered this. Corey wanted to know, did you like playing the villain? sounds like you did. Um. Was it hard being mean all the time? You can turn it off and on. We got that. Um, oh, Harriet <laughs> Olson. was your mom, a, was she like mean, the actress, Catherine McGregor?
3: Catherine McGregor was not mean. She was extraordinarily eccentric. She okay. was kind of bananas. Um, she's a very funny woman, all that woman. So she was very independent. I mean, we used to say, yes, she, you know, people say she married. Well, no, she was married four times, no survivors. Um, she <laughs> was. Rather, she was very opinionated, like Mrs. Holtz. She was kind, but she was very opinionated. She was the kind of person, you know, like, where are my glasses? Have you seen my glasses? You've been like, <laughs> they're on you. They're not on my head. Do not tell me my glasses are. Yeah, you know, that kind of like um, She had a Fiat, and she would drive at like 80, 90 miles an hour to work. Because we had, back then, the freeway that went out to our location wasn't even finished. It was like six lanes to nowhere, so you could really go nuts. And she would get pulled over, but she would argue. The ticket with the police like oh she my was God. um so she was kind of argumentative but she was very funny um but talk about shirt off the back she was i mean she took us kids to the movies all the time but we couldn't have any concession. she brought health food candy we couldn't Gosh. have the bad candy um uh, it's not good for you um but <laughs> she uh she took in stray people and animals as we said she took in a lot of stray animals where she had birds and things and when she was living at her condo it's fabulous condo she was out late like she um because I always wanted her to come down to AIDS Project Los Angeles summer party. I said, if you came out on stage, because I had the comedy stage there, they would tear the place up. She said, well, just send my love, send my love. Meanwhile, at her building, so this guy down the hall, she figures out is not doing so well. And she realizes that he is sick and he has AIDS and he's not really getting a lot of visitors. And she goes and bangs on this guy's door and says, hi, look, I already know you're sick. And clearly you have no one taking care of you. Um, I can cook. I can clean it can this. And I will come and clean your apartment, and cook all your meals, and drive you to the doctor. Where are you? And then she did. And she took care of him and drove him to everything, and they became great friends to the day he died. And then a couple months later, somebody else moved in, and she took care of him. Did the same thing. I volunteered for an organization. Just did it. And she was always like, there was some, I'd go over and there'd be like somebody living at her condo. Oh, this is my friend. She's from India. And she's she's, just here. And then like, who, what's the dog? Well, I found him. And then, you know, so yeah, she was absolutely stray people and animals and taking care of the sick. She was very involved in the um, Vedanta, the ashram in Hollywood. Um. Her license plates at "Om Shanti Om," um, and she went to India on pilgrimages and was very involved with uh, the whole Swami uh, Swami Chetananda, who did the translations of the original Swami Vivekananda works. Okay, yeah, yeah. like that. that That's that, that, how you
2: pronounce that, Catherine McGregor. <laughs> <the> and <laughs> okay. I I met Chetananda,
3: and I have autographed copies of some of Chetananda's books. She took me to meet him.
2: Wow. Uh, oh, that, there you go. When you were young, like, this was, this yeah, really was good like, schooling. <laughs> 14,
3: 15, and she was giving me, like, cradle tales of Hinduism and stuff to read.
2: Yeah, we were, <laughs> I, I was watching the Smurfs or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so amazing.
3: Brick was an extraordinarily unusual and interesting person, um, but no, she wasn't mean like this. I remember she laughed so hard, one of her many, you know, bigoted episodes where she's being evil to people, and... In it, it was when she was trying to keep Joe Kagan, the black guy, out of church. And um, Mrs. Olsen's going on about God as we're made in God's image. And she said, yes, and God is a white man, so we can't possibly. I was like, oh, and she, she, she almost couldn't do it because she was laughing so hard. And she said, I'm sorry. I mean, A, Mrs. Olson's such a racist. She said, but it's also cracking me up because in my religion, God's a black woman. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And I was That's like, well, with my
3: awesome. arms, if I recall. Yeah. Okay. Hi. So
2: yeah.
3: Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> so mean, interesting. Okay. I mean, this is kind of it's terrible, but it's funny. So when she she passed away just a couple of years ago, she was in the 90s, in her nineties, and she had finally moved into the uh, motion picture home. She was like, I'm a bunch of actors talking shop. I don't want to live in my own thing. But then finally, her doctors said, Oh, for heaven's sake, let's go. So she moved into the actor's home, and it wound up being the same week that Richard Bull, who played Nels. He moved because Nels, Richard Bull, he and his wife had reservation. They said, oh, yeah, when we retire, we're totally moving to the most Picture Home. And they had made arrangements and had that. So they move in and it all been planned. And then she last minute is like, oh, I guess I have to go. And like, boom, they're there the same week.
1: You're okay. kidding. Oh, my gosh.
3: So imagine you're in your 80s or 90s and perhaps on medication and you go into the cafeteria and there's Nels <laughs> and Harriet in line bickering about And you're like... It makes no
2: sense <laughs> is, it so the,
3: she, is it the
1: meds <laughs>
3: she passed away a couple of years ago and i felt like so many fans of course people loved her and so people were posting oh yes she's she's in heaven now and i was like i didn't have the heart to tell them. i said well actually she's probably already back yes wow right oh yeah. <laughs> very firm believer in reincarnation that's and, right this is true. So I said, heaven, she's, she's been
2: back for weeks. I thought, <laughs>
1: yeah, she's nowhere. she's right here. She's like sweet. here, I don't
2: know. Aww. And her cancer went sweet. to hell as we yeah. Are.
1: <laughs> So that was for Dana. So there you go, Dana. Um, this one is from my son Elliot. He wanted to know what your real friends thought of you. Or did they treat you differently after you became Nellie? Was it hard to make and keep friends? We kind of talked about that, but
3: I am so relieved that I kept my friends from school because I was going to school. As I said, yeah, you know what I'm talking about like the Nellies who followed me. I had a group of friends from about the third grade went third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and then half went to one junior high to, but most of us my little group went to the same junior high and then most of that group went on to hollywood high so i had people in junior high when i got the show who stayed my friends in junior high stayed my friends in high school who i'd known since the third grade Okay. So okay. they really did not care that I was on a TV series. I was, I was like, they so did not care. I was me. And it was also LA. Everybody, you know, somebody's uncle was a newscaster. Somebody's dad was a producer. The girl, her mom was in the fifth dimension, I think. So, so every, yeah, everybody knew somebody in the business. So it was like, yeah, 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 whatever. They, did, yeah. they yeah. were impressed. So thank God, because the biggest thing for a lot of child actors is isolation. They leave school and they don't go back. They stay just going to school instead. They don't go back to their regular school with their friends. And they hang out and they go, well, I'm too famous. I can't see them anymore. And they go crazy. Or they get on a show where they're the only kid on the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Terrible idea. Do yeah. not yeah. do that. Do not do that. So keep their friends. Kid, We were in a little house. We had like 30, 40 kids in the school room. So we had a whole clique of kids there. And cast of thousands of children. And then when on hiatus, I'd go back and I'd see my friends who like could not be less impressed
1: that I was Nellie Olson. So, so this meant yeah. I had some normal life. Yeah. Okay, that concludes part one of our interview with Allison Arngrim, Nellie Olson from Little House on the Prairie. Please go to our show notes below for tickets to her stand-up show. It's gonna be Thursday, August 6th, 5 o'clock PM Pacific Time. And this helps the artist community immensely. We will put all of the links that we talked about in our show notes in the description below, as well as on our website, mouseandweens.com backslash show notes. Please follow us on all our social media. Also at mouseandweens.com, spell it all out, mouse and weens. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, lots of other good things. And find us on Patreon too, and skip those commercials. All right, tune back in part two coming soon. Thanks.
0: Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal Here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday. Like Craftsman tool storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes. Starting at 198 and right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and Lowe's.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only.